With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply thanks for listening to the best of the jason smith show with mike Harmon podcast be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m to 2 a.m eastern 8 to 11 pacific on fox sports radio find your local station for the jason smith show with mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching fsr this is the best of the jason smith show with mike Harmon on fox sports radio The snap, the placement down, the kick is on the way. It's got plenty of leg. It is good. And the Redskins win it. Washington 15. And the Jets 13. So the Jets fall to 1-1 one one in the preseason. J-E-T-E Jets. Oh, no. We suck again. Why, well, I don't get the Mets score in their 24th run? Now, you, know what, you know what was really the hardest thing for me to hear in all of that? Mets, yeah. In the open, it was the one they got to use last year. They didn't have to update anything. <laughs> These teams suck. Okay, Sam here they are. Donald bench for Teddy Two Gloves. Stop. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be your starter. Listen, I am here Live on behalf it. of the New York Jets to take trade offers in exchange for Teddy Bridgewater. Third round pick we'll start the uh, bidding at. 
Probably get up to a second round pick. If you want Teddy Bridgewater, 877-99 on Fox or on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike will also field offers at Swollen Dome. Yeah, there, we're gonna there, have to. But, figure, but there's yeah. a long line on Twitter tonight to get to the show. There's a so lot there's of a fights lo- going yeah. on. A Today lot was... of haymakers being thrown. Uh, a lot of one of those strange, strained relationships all across the board. Let me tell you, I felt like Thanos on Twitter today. It's like everywhere I turned, here comes an Avenger. Oh, here comes another Avenger. Yeah, and then you snapped your fingers, Avenger. and they were all gone. And I just said at the end, oh, I'm out. All that for a drop of blood. I'm out. So we watched the Jets. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, interesting. Granted, he's playing against a bunch of guys that will not not going to be around much longer in the NFL, but it may be enough in the fundamentals to where John Elway can solve that problem that he has, as theorized uh, Ephraim and Salam and I on, on Sunday, on Fox Sports Sunday, going, hey, you need a quarterback because your guys stink. And it goes back to our earlier evaluation of Paxton Lynch. Yeah, who? Well, he. Well, that's the uh, the only evaluation you have of Paxton Lynch because he's just not been good since they not drafted good. him. No, uh, Redskins beat the. We got two big stories out of the NFL tonight coming out of preseason. Redskins beat the Jets fifteen thirteen. Hopkins with a field goal at the gun to win it. What about Jets Sam? were only plus one, so uh, they, yeah, they, uh, it's a loss. What about Sam Darnold's night? He started for the Jets, which was what we were getting all week long. The Jets had had. Co-practices with the Redskins for most of this week. How did Sam Darnold's night go? Tom Moore then at Indianapolis. Oh, 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 there it is. is. Play here. And then, oh, no. and then Sanchez gets hit. The ball is oh, loose. Throwback Thursday, baby. I have never seen this before in my life. Watch this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore uh, back into his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. the football. This is what Reggie, Reggie White, White used to do to people. Forklift them. Yeah. Just yeah. lift them off the yeah. ground. Mark Sanchez not expecting it. And it was the backside Side of Brandon, Brandon Moore, Moore. Yeah. that knocked the ball out. <laughs> Can we? All right, listen. Let's make a deal. You and I, tight shirt. Talk to me, Jay. All right. For the trolling you do of me with that play, yes. can you at least make a shorter, funnier version of it? We're actually updating a longer one soon. So. Oh, a longer one. Yes. Oh, good, yes. good. That's Did the change? play before it that's a touchdown? <laughs> yes. oh, it's got very big 30-second okay. rock Perfect. synthesizer yeah, opener. Nice. All right, very good. Yeah. Uh, but... How did Sam Darnold's night go starting for the Jets? Sam Darnold, play action, drops the throw, looks left, throws left, gets picked up in the air, and on the carom, it's intercepted. Doesn't matter whether it's picked off or not, as the Jets were going to either have an incompletion or an interception on fourth down. Bob Wischusen, the Jets radio network, on the call. Sam Darnold on the night. 8 out of 11 for 62 yards, one interception. This was on fourth down, on fourth and one in Redskins territory. The Jets go for it. It seems like the Redskins had the play sniffed out. Darnold had nowhere to throw. Uh, He throws the ball, gets tipped up in the air, and picked off by Washington. Obviously, this wasn't the night that Sam Darnold had last week against the Falcons. But he said it was but, so so much easier than going against college teams. But here's here's the reality of Sam Darnold. I'm always going to tell you the truth. Sam Darnold tonight was fine. He did nothing to lose the starting job. I saw him play tonight. He made some good decisions. He made some really good throws. Out of the shotgun, he was perfect. Shotgun, he was 6 out of 6 for 50 yards passing. So he was really good out of the gun under center, just 2 out of 5, but... Shot he did a good job tonight. to go through his reads good. and check down time and yeah, time he again. Hasn't, he hasn't thrown deep. Like I said, tonight was there were some good things and there were some things he has to work on. I'm going to call him captain. That's kind of, well, 
okay, sure, you want to call it Captain Sam? Captain Sam will get you by tonight. No, tonight was some good things and some things he had to work on. There was nothing glaring. There was nothing that showed you, boy, he's not ready. There was no sign of that. Sam Darnold will start week one for the New York Jets simply because he played really well in week one. He played well and showed you he's got some stuff to work on in week two. And this also is after going against these Redskins same players for the past three days, which I don't know what kind of true look you get either team gets when you know, you're know you going against a team that you've just seen for the past three days. I, I'm not a big fan of that for either team, but it's what it was. They played the game tonight. So there's one more game. It's game three of the preseason. Teddy Bridgewater played nice tonight, but did Teddy Bridgewater play so much better that, boy, he really has to start over Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold is your future, and no, he is Teddy just Bridgewater about Teddy Bridgewater is the guy that – you're doing everything to audition, hoping you get it up on tape to sell it. Of course. Sam Darnold has played fine. Teddy Bridgewater has played well the last couple of games. Josh McCown did not play tonight, so it's obvious that McCown is out of the mix. He is not going to start a quarterback. It's right now a derby between Darnold and Bridgewater. Darnold will probably start next week. Now, maybe they flip things around, and Bridgewater is going to start, and Darnold comes off the bench, whatever they wind up doing. But Sam Darnold's done nothing to show that he's not ready to be the starter for the New York Jets. And they, as long as he continues to get these reps, which is going to happen, he's going to start. Nothing happened tonight that made me think Darnold's not going to start week one. You keep Josh McCown in bubble wrap as long as you can in the preseason. You know what he is at this point in his career. He's your steady veteran quarterback as well as a nice mentor, uh, a coach in, in shoulder pads, as it were, for the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater, the guy, he's the odd man out of this three-man yeah. battle. It's just a question of whether he they keep him on, just deciding to ride with three quarterbacks, or they they can find someone to take them off, take him off their hands in a John Elway, hey John Elway, hey John Elway. How about Von Miller for Teddy Bridgewater, huh? Well, we'll get into huh? the Eagles in a minute. They huh? may be in the market. For hey, Philadelphia, too. yeah, we'll take. I'll, Philadelphia's got a crowd. They'll take many guys from Philadelphia. In exchange for Teddy Bridgewater. I'll take a lot of guys. But a lot, a lot of, guys, of conversation because we have an injury uh, as we start the replay here in the Geico studios of the Philadelphia-New England rematch uh, here in the preseason. A lot of time for Tom Brady in this one. But for Josh McCown, he's, there's no reason to play him. There, there's no reason to force. Probably see some reps next week in what we call the dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. There, I'll say it once and I won't say it again. Uh, that you'll, you'll see him a bit. But for Sam Darnold, didn't do anything to set set the clock back and certainly to get all the hot takes flowing, uh, as so many, I think, really wanted to. But yeah. it didn't work. Bridgewater was good tonight. 10 out of 15 for 127, threw a touchdown, threw a pick. Jets on the goal line. They got the go-ahead score late. He has definitely shown, I can still be a really good NFL quarterback, and I am healthy. This is where his value is at the highest. This is now where the Jets can flip Teddy Bridgewater, and whatever you get for him is a bonus because all you did was sign him in the offseason. Didn't give up anything for him. One year, give him $6 million, It doesn't matter. It's, it's easy. Anything you get, they have turned him into an asset in just a few months. And if I'm, if I'm the Broncos, I'm on the phone. Now, the Eagles, that's a different story because tonight, Eagles and the Patriots, the Super Bowl rematch goes to New England – 37-20, Tom Brady gets the bulk of the playing time. 26 pass attempts yeah. in this one. Typical Tom Brady night. Goes for 172, two touchdowns, and the Patriots win. Very easy night for Brady. Brady's Brady. But Nick Foles left the game after a strip sack early, and 
he did not return a strained shoulder. We saw Nate Sudfeld come in and basically do this. Sudfeld back, looking, floating in, touchdown! Touchdown as he gets the football to Shelton Gibson, eight yards deep on the left side of the end zone. Merrill Reese, Eagles Radio Network on the call. Nate Sudfeld comes off the bench to go for 312 yards and three touchdowns. Sudfeld like a boss. You know what was funny? Uh, driving around earlier, heard a little bit of the the uh, Doug Gottlieb show. You had uh, Jonas Knox, Dan Byron. Dan does the fantasy show with me. Mm-hmm. He was giving you your fantasy picks for tonight, and he said Sudfeld. Sudfeld. Put everything you have on Sudfeld. So there you go, early fantasy football you know, advice if, here. If we, have, if we have to go to Sudfeld, we'll be fine in Philadelphia because Carson, Carson will be back soon, and, and St. Nick, he'll be fine too. Look, we won the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who we have at quarterback. We just, we've we won already. Even if we're just sliding down grease poles and punching horses, Nicely this, done. Is, this has been a great offseason <laughs> for us. I do enjoy the fact that you still have Philadelphia reporters crying about handshakes and who didn't even get one. <laughs> From people Tom, from New England. Tom Brady never shook my hand or called me to apologize. No, this is this is a big deal because Carson Wentz, as much as always oh, ahead of time, you can ahead spell, of this, it's the Andrew Luck you, thing. You, you can tell me all you yeah. want how great it looks. We don't know. He could play week one. Yep. He could be out till week eight. I mean, still, that's where you're at with Carson Wentz. Seriously. And now Nick Foles, you're waiting to hear about his strange shoulder and what it is, but you may be looking at Nate Sudfeld week one for the Philadelphia Eagles at quarterback. Nate I like the way this breaks Sudfeld. out. And how many people are going to call him Zach Sudfeld? They're going to call him Zach for the entire time. What a play by Zach Sudfeld. No, that, that's the tight end. Indiana University in Bloomington, Modesto Christian School. Uh, siblings of Matthew and Zach Sudfeld. Uh, you're, you're looking at a sixth-round pick from 2016. How about that? 6'5". He's got the, uh, the physicality that you want under center. No question about it. Big night tonight against the, the Patriots. But for the Eagles, as you we always know, the the quest to repeat, you're going to have a lot of setbacks. Uh-huh. Didn't think you'd have one in week two of the preseason. No, no, you'd no, have no. some questions raised immediately about your quarterback position. And one game still going on right now. Yeah. Uh, just under five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The Packers lead the Steelers 51-34. to How about that? 51. You got your money's worth tonight. To 34. What kind of night did Aaron Rodgers have? Well... In the words of John Facenda, he said hello to an old friend for the first time. Third down and five call, snap Rodgers. Good protection initially. Pump fakes, now throws, middle. There zone, we go. Red. Touchdown, Jimmy Graham. And he spikes the football and makes a Lambeau leap to the south end zone stands. Packers Radio Network on the call. The only pass of the night Jimmy Graham caught. Doesn't matter. It's a touchdown from Rodgers. Rodgers threw just two for four, one drive, 35 yards, and the touchdown. The big stat night of the night, Josh Dobbs, 192 and two touchdowns for Pittsburgh. Meanwhile, Deshaun Kaiser, 149 and two touchdowns for Green Bay, who, again, have put up 51 points over the Steelers right now, 51-34 late in the fourth quarter. you got to ring the bell for two guys on Pittsburgh that, for the purposes of the Steelers, contract watching, and for fantasy purposes, we need to hang our, our hat on. you got Washington, the rookie out of Oklahoma State, five catches, 114-2, and two. Mm-hmm. been banging the drum uh, for him for a couple of weeks. But the other guy, James Conner, acquitted himself nicely, 26-yard touchdown run, five carries, 57 yards, and a score, and a big wave to Le'Veon Bell. 
And his we told agent. you, we told you, if they don't have Le'Veon Bell, they will be just fine. They will find a way. Look, Connor is going to help suck up the production. Toussaint can still run the ball pretty well. Samuels had a touchdown tonight. He also caught three passes out of the backfield. They will be just fine with a three or four headed monster at running back replacing. If they miss with him, they will be just fine. I mean, well, but Jalen Ramsey the- said it's all on Ben Roethlisberger that he's just okay though. True. And he left Sam Darnold out of his state of the NFL quarterbacks a day ago. We need to get an update. Darnold, yo. It's like the update Darnold. set you get. Top Series 2, Pro Set Series 2. Here we go, in season. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Last night, this happened and it became the biggest highlight in all of sports. The wine by Urania, first pitch, hit him. Uh-oh, drilled him in the left elbow. Acuna walking in the direction of Urania, and now he stops. He's in a lot of pain. And the Braves are coming out onto the field, and the Marlins are coming out onto the field. Brian Snickers right in the middle of it, barking at Jose Urania. Marlins Radio Network on the call. So Urania hits... Ronald Acuna with the pitch, first pitch of the game last night. And the world exploded like it was the first time anybody had seen somebody get hit who had been a really hot batter and pissed off the other team a little bit with a little bit of showboating. Yeah, the, the latter part, like if people want to argue that there's none of that going on, it's just a young guy in excitement, whatever. That gets read player to player, dugout to dugout, fan to fan, how you appreciate don't appreciate that. That's what we see all the time here. We'll be talking with Bill Plaschke here of the L.A. Times. You see him on Around the Horn. And and what we've seen with Yasiel Puig for all these years in Los Angeles. Sometimes you're cool with it. Sometimes maybe it goes over the top. Whatever the case may be. It's not the first time anybody's been hit by a pitch. But like and, last and, night, everybody but suddenly went nuts this, over it. This like, oh my became, God, look at the guy gets hit. Oh my goodness. No, and I, and I get that. It's a nice young story. Baseball looking for all the headlines you can. You got... Three leadoff home runs, so historic, all these fun things. But the the visceral, the outrage, the vitriol that, that flowed from this just left me scratching my head. You want to have the, the discussion about baseball changing rules and really updating and getting some of this play out? Let's 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 have that conversation. It was not the conversation we were having yesterday, but we want to have it now? Sure. Rob Manfred in his office, six games. You push back this bum's start a day? And that's how you're going to justice? Well, we made a very strong statement because he's suspended for six games. Really? That's it? You want to eradicate this? This is something that goes into dozens of games. This is an end of the season. And whether he plays for the Marlins or not doesn't matter. How many times did you see that in the tape? (laughs) And he's on a crappy team, too. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? So the fallout today is Urania gets suspended for six games, which is one start. And... All of this falls under the category and the saying of that's baseball because this is how baseball has gone for a hundred years. I said this, I'm saying the same things I said last night because I want to go through a few things that I had to deal with today, social media wise. Is that we did this story last night and it exploded for us. This is what baseball is guys get thrown at. This is you can like it or not like it, and that's the thing you can like this strategy or not like it, you can agree with it. 
or disagree with it. A guy's really hot. He hits some home runs. He pisses off the other team. We can throw at him. You can disagree with it, like it or not like it, but the bottom line is this is baseball. I said I have I had no issue with it because this is what's happened for a hundred years. Right. Baseball Again, you want to change it itself. Right. right. You, you want to enact things that are going to change it. Yeah. You. I'd love to find out who who ordered the code red because <laughs> there's no way in hell he just decided to do it himself. Don Mattingly can play all shucks and say ah oh, whatever. Someone in that dugout, someone on the staff, someone one of the veteran players, or someone in that clubhouse. Certainly told him, hey, you gotta you gotta do something here to stop this and slow this down. And and this is a case where people who are on the opposite side of this and can't believe this happened really don't know baseball. And there were people that played baseball that don't understand that this has been a part of the game for a hundred years. That you throw we told you about it last night. Keith Hernandez talked about it. Dontrell Willis said last night, you're told in the minors, back a guy off the plate, make him move his feet or throw at them. Hit them. That's what we're taught to do. That's what plays. People don't want to talk about it, but that's how baseball goes. And what happened today was baseball. Urania got six games, so what he's got to do, he's got to sit out, and he's got to worry about what his comeuppance is going to be the next time the teams play. This is what baseball does, and then it's going to be over. And then, and then everybody moves on. Like I say, there's nothing that hangs over teams. There's nothing that continues on. Here's bad blood from this game five, six years ago. No, and everybody moves on. Baseball polices itself this way. And the number of uh, – let me just tell you this, who, who who I pissed off on Twitter today. Remember Preston Wilson? Oh, yeah. Played like 10 years for like 25 teams, in the, including the Mets. He got around a He was sure. mad. He, he had was a good mad. long So long many run, writers were mad. Right, he's got a World oh. Series ring, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, Doug Stamper was mad. The guy who plays Doug Stamper from House of Cards. He's now, got time on his hands. Him right? I'm worried about, though, Michael Flynn. I, I'm worried about him because, you know, when you – Upset Doug Stamper and House of Cards, like like bad things happen to you. So he's the one guy I worry about. Like he's the one guy. Okay, I think there were other I, things in House him. of Cards I was more concerned about. It, it's it, it's it's unbelievable. I'm going, oh my god, and I'm going back and forth, and I'm talking to people with check marks that are that are writers and work in the industry and big for Sports Illustrated, all this stuff, and none of them seem to understand that this is part of the game. I don't know what I can do for those people. Yeah, I the, really the, don't. The worst. I was- really don't. From where I sat, and I saw this take come up a bunch and articles written on it, uh, conflating this with anything related to equality and and race relations and integration of the sport and everything else, I, I don't see how you, you compare those in any way, shape, or form. At this point... Oh, the number of people that said to me today when I said baseball's done this for 100 years, and they're, like I said, people who write for the Athletic saying, oh, tell me what else was, was allowed 100 years ago. And I, and I just tweeted that these people... Really, you want to compare a guy getting hit in a baseball game with whatever atrocities you want to bring up from 100 years ago? Go ahead. Tell me what you want to, tell me what you want to compare this to from 100 years ago. And, of course, they all went away. Right. At this point, Major League Baseball and the Players Association in CBA talks and anywhere else, Rob Manfred, unless it affects pace of play, and I know it slowed things down for a few minutes when the dugouts emptied yesterday. Oh, so we're nine minutes behind. We're nine minutes behind. But given his platform, he was more upset about that than anything else with how swiftly they brought out a six-game suspension. Clearly, this doesn't hit the top of the radar for them of anything they're worried about. Because otherwise, you would have had a much more strongly worded The Dodgers not, not being on TV is not even on his radar. Right? <laughs> No, go all the way through. There are so many things. But in this particular case, the the people banging the drum for what an an atrocity this was, Major League Baseball looked at it, shrugged, and moved on. 
Oh, and he was back in the lineup tonight. I'm glad it was. I'm glad there was no big injury. The x-rays were negative, and, and Acuna was back in the lineup. But the, the fact that this became such a hot button, you want to get the, the critical mass to where baseball has to make this a deal and you get the players to rise up and say, hey, we need to reevaluate how this works. Because nobody's going on the gentleman code of we're not going to pitch inside. Now, obviously, this was the purpose pitch, and he was looking to get do a tattoo between the ribs and explaining to my kids today what tattooing a player uh, on the ribs meant was was a nice new uh, twist to the sporting life that we live here in the Geico Studios. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is, you know, it, it was a pitch. Yes, he throws 98 miles an hour. It's a hard-throwing league, and he got hit. I'm glad he walked to, to first base. I'm glad he didn't miss any extended time. But until baseball makes it a priority to say, hey, we're, this is one of the things we're eliminating from the game, you know, some of these unwritten old school rules and, and the way this goes back and forth, until that happens, this isn't going to be the last one. So I hope the outrage stays. The next guy, time yeah. a guy gets drilled that doesn't have a three-game leadoff home run streak going. And no matter what, no matter what side of this argument you are on, if you're if you're upset about this, you lose immediately when you realize that this has been a part of the game. Yeah, but I don't like it. No, you're you're done because that's the whole point. Right, you don't have to like this it. This is part of the game. This is always been. you could not like it, but this is part of the game. So your argument is always flawed. I like it. I don't love it, but yeah. I like it. That's what Chris Broussard would say. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. It feels like forever. Remember when when everybody was was killing us for our Tiger Woods take the beginning of the day yesterday? That felt like a hey, week and a half ago. Compared oh, been to a lot of anger. stuff. Yeah, a lot uh, of anger flowing the last couple days. I love it. Bring it. But all I mean, feed off the anger. Tiger Woods, that was, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like Thanos. I'm like the Thanos of Sports Talk Radio host today. Got to wear that glove. All that. Um, so Tiger Woods caddy, Joe LaCava, was on ESPN Radio earlier today and told a story that I can't believe is true, but you know is. A couple weeks ago, Tiger was playing final round the WGC Bridgestone Invitational in Akron. This is after LeBron James left for the uh, Lakers. And so Tiger's playing, and there's a heckler who has just been on Tiger the entire day. You think he was better than the uh, guy going around and harassing Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore? Well, no, because this was actually Dan Gilbert. And so there's a heckler who is all over Tiger Woods. And LaCava tells a story on ESPN Radio today that uh, he tried his best to get rid of him. The week before in Akron, I had a little incident with a guy who was harassing my guy on the 14th hole at Akron the last day outside the ropes, roughed him up pretty good. And I said, hey, listen, bud, why do you got to go there? I said, everyone's having a good time. Everyone's pulling for Tiger. If you don't like the guy, that's one thing. But you don't need to be yelling at my guy and screaming negative stuff like that. And I said, at the end of the day, if you affect him in his performance oh, yeah. there, it affects my bottom line. So he gives me, he calls me a couple names, and I, I go back and forth with the guy. And I said, why don't you just leave? He goes, well, if you give me $25 for the ticket that I bought today, I'll, I'll leave. And I said, here you go. Here's $25. <laughs> Game $25. And you know what? Well, I mean, for 25 bucks, he now has the story forever that Tiger yeah. Woods caddy. Yeah, but you know what? No, that's bad off. pool. If if you get 25 if you say you give me $25 and I'll leave, you have to leave. He didn't leave. He stayed. Uh, no, that's bad form. Bad form. I'm sorry. Bad you, job by him. You, you asked for $25. You were given $25. Should have asked for $2,500. Probably would have let. I mean, look at the money that was at stake for the final round for Tiger. Give me $2,500 and I'll go. No, that's bad <laughs> pool, man. That's bad pool.
Bad form. Got 25 bucks. Bad form. What are you going to do? Get to lay hands on him? Go flying through the ropes and take him down? (laughs) You imagine, uh, there's Tiger Woods' caddy duking it out with a patron. Hey, Julie Bowen is not going to be there. (laughs) With the big big things, Yeah, to to fix things and and help you out. Hey, look, it's Carl Weathers with one hand. Look at him come in and try to Uh, fix the things up. (laughs) I mean, really, that's the thing is that Tiger Woods, and, and I, I understand this is a really funny story, but you got to get used to people yelling. Tiger Woods has to be used to this happening by now. You got to be used to people that are yelling stuff at you. Hey, you're, it's Tiger. You're Tiger Bleeping like Woods. You've lived one of the most public lives in the history of sports, and people know everything that happened. It's going to be out there. People are going to say negative things. The best thing you can do is ignore people. I get once in a while you want to get involved because look at me. I got down and dirty for a little while on Twitter today with some people who were upset with me. It's a lot of waste I, of a Thursday. I like I thought. You should have been prepping for Sam Darnold night. No, but here's the thing: is I like and, to do- and celebrating the fact that the I Mets like- scored more runs in two well, days they, than they, they have all year. This was before the Mets game. But and, you should have still been off the high of last night. Uh, yeah, forty runs in two games. Meanwhile, they can't score forty runs all season for Jacob Degrom. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. But, Thanks. Eventually, I get bored and I move on, and yeah. it's like, okay, I'm done. You know, I, I feel like, okay, that's how you got to deal with people. Well, this guy think- eventually got bounced, right? Security finally yeah. came over, and he says, "Lakava says, ah, I got a standing over." Why is he even saying? Why did you just say, "Hey, security, this guy's really giving Tiger a hard time"? He would have been gone. Why even go back and forth with him? Just go, okay, you know what? And you give the nod and the wink, and the guy's yeah, out. Try, trying to make it not a scene, but eventually, you're telling the story. And now you make it public, and now it looks like everybody's got thin skin. I mean, the asking price just went up a lot. You're going to have to carry around that many more $100 bills because, I mean, it's no longer 25 <laughs> to get them ejected. We're talking hundreds of dollars for each infraction. Going to get you ejected. But if, but if you're that ejected. soft that you're gonna hearing that, you ejected. like, hey, he's, he's going to get him off his game. Ooh, I don't know you can get a guy arrested for heckling. You could because eventually you? someone's going to swing a club. Get arrested for heckling? Like, could you arrest Bob Barker for beating up Adam Sandler? Sure. Or is that just golf? Well, I, like, I, you know, Acuna is just baseball. Is this just golf? Well, I think Sandler laid down the first punch. Uh, he did, yeah, but then he then, then all the other ones came from Bob Barker. No, sure. But he at least was the agitator. Price. This isn't Nick Hundley who mocked Puig and then stood by and just said, hey, do your worst. Price is wrong. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Des Bryant's in Cleveland for a visit with the Browns. Stop by the team's radio station on Thursday as the two sides are trying to figure out whether or not it's a good fit for Des Bryant to join the Browns. And he said, quote, we'll know more tomorrow. We have to, quote, Try to work some things out. Des, look, he's got to sign soon because you want to make sure you're on the last couple episodes of Hard Knocks. You know what I mean? Really, you, you, you want to you make sure you're out there. Got to get sure the, you're there. Well, and they want to get the bang for the buck, too, right? You want to make sure. Yeah, you, we're going to sign Des. We got get the camera's got to be here. And Des Bryant shows up. Get a good sizzle reel going. Upsetting a lot of other wide receivers who are hoping to make the team. Oh, they already traded Corey Coleman. He complained. Said, beat it. Look, Des Bryant, and we've said this about him for a long time, he's just a guy. All right, you want Des? Okay, but he's just a guy. He's not a guy that gets separation anymore. He's a guy you can throw to a little bit in the red zone. We confuse sometimes 
being passionate and being fiery for being good. And and this is really where it's at with Des Bryant. We still think Des Bryant is really good because why? He comes off the field when he was with Dallas the last couple of years, demanding the football, yelling and screaming. Now, a lot of it are positive things that he's yelling at his teammates, but a lot of it is it looks like, give me the ball, give me the ball. And he's putting out the image that he's not getting the ball when he should be getting it. And it's not my fault that I'm not getting the ball. It's somebody else's fault. So I'm coming off the field and I'm yelling and screaming, and we have that image, boy, the Cowboys can't get Des the football. Because that's really what you think, right? The average fan sees Des Bryant come off yelling after a third down pass is goes incomplete, and he takes his helmet off and he's yelling and screaming, go, boy, he's upset he's not getting the ball. Got to feed Des, got to feed Des. Meanwhile, you think they're not looking at Des Bryant? The Cowboys were not looking to Des Bryant. Nope. Let's not throw to the guy. No, the problem is the guy's not the receiver he was. Ever since the Packers playoff game and the touchdown where, nope, I can't just catch the ball at the one yard line. i got to turn and try to put it in the end zone and be a pylon hero. Ever since that game, it's been a steady downhill for Des Bryant. You really think the Cowboys aren't working to try to get him in? Really? You think the Seahawks don't, didn't work for three years to get Jimmy Graham in their offense? You think it's just, oh, we just couldn't figure it of course they're trying, but something was preventing them from getting the ball to them, whether it was he's covered too much or he's not the receiver that he was. Of course they're trying to get the ball to Des Bryant. Just because he's yelling and saying, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, doesn't mean he's that good. The Browns can sign him, and then midway through the season they're going to go, boy, we really would like to have somebody else here because we'd like to give our young guys some more reps. Well, but that's the question. He's not a guy that's going to get fed double-digit targets. So how much does he want to be in that scenario? And and what team's bringing him in at that that pace, and this is that hard point in a receiver's career, and we've seen it time and time again, where you're maybe no longer number one, and you have to accept that. We're watching it in the NBA, right? Whatever Carmelo Anthony is at this point, whatever some of these other players are that used to be the focal point of an offense. Des Bryant isn't the same receiver he was three years ago. He can't stay healthy, can't get separation. Could he be a red zone guy? You saw Aaron Rodgers find Jimmy Graham today. You reference mm-hmm. him. If that's what he becomes now, in the Packers' offense, that's fine. If he's not an 85-catch guy, he's not what he was with Drew Brees and the Saints, that's fine. If he can find a role, which he had, what, two years ago, where he had a ton of touchdowns in Seattle mm-hmm. and then drifted right back off. But if he can just become a red zone threat again, that's great. Because assuming you know they, they need every bit of help they can for Aaron Rodgers because <laughs> that receiving core has a lot of questions on it. But as we look at Des Bryant, like, what are you getting? You know, if you can get a guy who accepts that role and wants to be a, a go-to for a young quarterback, Baker Mayfield eventually takes that job from Terod Taylor, then then fine. But if it's a guy looking for eight to ten targets right off the jump, it's going to disrupt anything they're trying to get, especially with the balance that you're going to have with Hyde and Chubb in the backfield. They got Jarvis Landry. They gave him a lot of money for eight yards of reception. You know, they're trying to work, and they love Antonio Callaway. And we're going to let you play regardless of the fact that yeah. we found drugs and gun parts in your car. You're still going to play. They have a lot of young guys they want to get in. Des Bryant would be a progress stopper. That's who it would be if the, if the Browns signed. It would sound like a great headline, here's Des, but he would be a progress stopper. But, but in Cleveland, what, what are they going to offer him? Because he's looking at Jarvis Landry's money. Because that's thing. the other part. No, is he's looking no, at the no, money no. a lot but of this these is guys. Dez, guys. And this is why this tells you that Des is finished. He says... I just want a one-year deal. He turned down that deal with the Ravens that was three years and 20, which was stupid. stupid. It was like, yeah. It's like Latrell Sprewell going, I can't take three years and 21 million. Never played in the NBA again. Dez just wants a one-year deal, and still nobody is calling him. Still nobody is calling Dez Bryant. What does that tell you about him? 
The Browns got to go, oh, wait, wait, he only wants a one-year deal and hoping to restart himself, and no one else is calling him? Why are, why are we bringing him in? I really want to see him on the Jets, but it's not going to happen. Stop. Progress stopper. Dez is a progress stopper at wide receiver. Progress stopper. That is That's a not. new like that, huh? nickname. No. Not my first day. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Broncos have a lot of problems at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater for Von Miller. The Broncos have a lot of problems at quarterback. <laughs> they just demoted Paxton Lynch to number three. Chad Kelly's the number two quarterback now, and potentially the Broncos could be in the mix for another quarterback, a backup, or someone they could bring in, because you have no idea how Case Keenum's going to do. Teddy Bridgewater might be that guy. Might be that second-round pick. Vaughn Miller. You're not getting a second. Shane Ray. Really? Oh, you never know. Double-digit sack guy for a guy you You signed off the street as a rehab project. That's how it works, man. Doesn't matter. We We have the assets. Doesn't matter what we paid for it. It's something you need and we have. Price just went up. I think John Elway on principle would tell you to beat it. <laughs> hey, John Elway, we live in a different world than we did 30 That's seconds true. ago. That, no, absolutely. I want Miller and Shane Ray and David Putney because I feel like it. So the name Colin Kaepernick came up. Would the Broncos look into Kaepernick because Kaepernick was someone the Broncos had looked at a couple of years ago. John Elway was asked today if Kaepernick was a viable option if they needed another quarterback. And this is what Elway said, quote, you know what? And I said this a while ago, Colin had his chance to be here. We offered him a contract. He didn't take it. As I said in my deposition, when Colin Kaepernick is suing the National Football League, as I said in my deposition, he's had his chance to be here. He passed it. Colin had his chance to be here. We offered him a contract. He didn't take it. You know, and as I said in my deposition, and I don't know if I'm legally able to say this, but, you know, he's had his chance to be here. He passed it. I don't know. Legally, can I say it? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He passed it. Now, there's a, there's a qualifier here because this is not, this was not the case that Kaepernick passed on a chance to join the Broncos after all of the national anthem controversy. This was in 2016 when he was still a member of the 49ers and the Broncos and Niners were trying to work out a trade that would have sent Kaepernick to Denver. Remember, this is when a couple of teams were looking for quarterbacks. Who are they going to get? And it turned out that Kaepernick was a guy the, the 49ers wanted to move on from. They thought he'd wind up being a Bronco, and the trade never happened. Came down to guaranteed salary, a loss of some nearly $5 million, uh, and how that money was going to be trimmed, either from the 49ers yeah. paying it or out of Kaepernick himself. Kaepernick's guaranteed salary at the time was $12 million and they wanted to cut it to $7 million. There were several rounds of discussions and a face-to-face meeting between Elway and Kaepernick at Elway's house, but a deal could not be completed. So, now, while... That's collusion, boy, I'll tell you what. That's collusion. That's collusion. Now, while this is before a, much of the controversy that has happened since, because I, I have to say that this is not like, oh, it's smack dab in the middle and suddenly, wait a minute, there was no collusion, there was no this. This shows you that Colin Kaepernick did have a chance to continue on as a starter in the NFL, and he felt, no, I want to do something else. Didn't want to have his salary cut, even though at the time, Colin Kaepernick's value was really, really low. 
You're, you're talking about 2016. This is Colin Cowherd. Well, maybe. I mean, this is bottom of the barrel. This is where, hey, we're trying to start over, and who are we going to get? This is when the Jets are drafting Christian Hackenberg, and this is when the Broncos were drafting Paxton Lynch and instead went out and got Mark Sanchez. So the, you, you, we're not talking about, boy, Kaepernick was the bell of the ball. He was a guy that was, well, the last gasp chance that we're going to go sign one of these guys. That's what this was. So Kaepernick had a chance to, to restart his career and go to the Broncos, and he said no. The big takeaway from this is Kaepernick is so much of a mystery, nobody knows what the guy really wants. Nobody does. You can't tell me. Writers can't tell me. People on Twitter can't say, oh, I know because I talked to someone who talked to a guy, and Collins Kemp says Colin wants to play quarterback. Nobody knows because once the spotlight got too bright for him, and I mean, he could have been a difference maker on such a high level when it came to what he could do outside of the game of football. We never heard from him. We haven't heard from him now. The guy was leading a movement, and he has been invisible for the past year and a half. Well, but he's done a lot of the stuff with his matching, his million dollars. He does. He, but, he does but, he's, but he's done a lot of work. He's he does had a lot of, lot of athletes for charity, yes. and he a lot of people who've done some big things. So, But, I, he's, a, but he's the visionary. He's the he's the billboard for this movement of hey let's make sure that that black men are treated equally by in custody of police all of these things he's the he's the guy he's the leader and he has decided to become invisible he could have played in the nfl again but he decided for whatever reason i'm going to be okay with posting crazy messages on social media and people in my camp are going to post crazy messages on social media that are going to make teams not trust me i i don't know that he knows what he has ever wanted does he want to be in the NFL? I don't know. Does he want to be a guy that starts a movement? I don't know, because clearly if he was, he would have been more high profile about it. He's never done an interview. He doesn't talk to anybody about this. Colin Kaepernick, that's who he is. He He's an enigma. And I, I mean it when I go back and say this whole thing with the, with, the, with the movement and the momentum that he had in the beginning, it was too much for him. Because once it got to the point where, look, look how big you are and look, look at all the stuff, he is... It, it, he, he kind of backed away from things. It, he, he kind of got talked into it a little bit. His girlfriend was very big in Black Lives Matter, and that be, you know he started taking a lot of responsibility on, and he was a great voice, and then suddenly he just disappeared from the public eye. So nobody can tell me what they know what Colin Kaepernick wants or doesn't want. I don't know how much he wanted to be a quarterback. If you have a chance of going to the Broncos and being a starting quarterback, this year you're going to take less money, but you play well, and hey, you know what your contract will be next year? He didn't want to do that. So I don't know. I, re- I don't know what Colin Kaepernick ever really wants. He's suing the NFL for getting back in, but he could have done better things and could have you know, buttoned, his, buttoned his, his team up as far as making sure they dotted the T's and, and dotted the I's across the T's that he could get back in the game. He could have had a chance with the Ravens, and, and his, his team biffed it when his girlfriend tweeted out a picture of Steve Bashotti next to Ray Lewis and a picture of from Django Unchained with Leo... DiCaprio is a slave owner next to Sam Jackson. Well, if you really want to play in the NFL, tell people not to tweet stuff like that out. And and you're back playing in the NFL. So I don't know. Nobody can tell me about it. He's the biggest mystery in the National Football League. Nobody knows. And the Twitterverse has been active with Kenny Stills and and the Dolphins players and a little bit to, you know, Bill Russell had tweeted out the taking a knee last week as preseason games got underway. And so that's been about the extent of the outward discussion, right? We still have the lawsuit pending. John Elway speaking outside the deposition. Guys seemingly 
even in courts of law, go outside what they're supposed to be doing at this point to make their point, just like Jerry Jones when he was told not to talk about what the league and players were discussing related to the anthem started to speak uh, as training camp got underway. But for Colin Kaepernick, and and it's a a long bridge, but it's kind of like the Kawhi Leonard situation, the way that all came to a head as well, is there's just a a lot of other people talking, other people theorizing about wants, needs, and goals with never anything directly from him. That's We didn't hear from Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. for the longest time. You got the thank you to San Antonio, which I jokingly said you might as well have just replaced thank with another word ahead of you uh, <laughs> is the way that read more to me uh, as he was walking out the door. But with, with Colin Kaepernick, yeah, there, there's still a lot of questions just in terms of where the progress, where, where that was headed. And certainly around the league, is John Elway the only one that had this push trying to get him in the door? How many other teams might there have been that haven't spoken up? We always ask this question, right? Because we've only had several owners speak out about player protests and and that you've got a lot of silence in that regard. With Colin Kaepernick, I wonder if we don't have the same thing, where there might have been a couple that engaged in some talks, whether it was trade or free agency, and just to this point haven't heard. Uh, at some point, maybe we'll finally get some some better knowledge to all this because right now it's all theoretical. And the thing is, too, for Elway to to bring it back to him saying Colin Kaepernick had his chance to be here and he chose to go someplace else. You know, there's something big there because Elway hated Brock Osweiler. You know, he, he thought Osweiler staying, and he brought him back. He still brought Osweiler back, but I'm not going to bring Kaepernick back. So you know there's something there that there's a reason why because you wouldn't think in a million years he would have brought Brock Osweiler back, but he did. Well, to some degree, though, with Brock Osweiler, he offered him a giant pile of money uh, in a more than a fair contract. The Texans just offered more. Right, but you so, think, but well, you so I think no, bad, no, I'm, I'm I, I take care of you and give you this money. Yeah, but I think John Elway, to some degree, has to look at it and go, yeah, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I mean, we gave him a giant well, pile of money. I think they just was added more a mad. few dollars. Yeah, but Elway was more mad that he felt they had a deal. And yeah, well, sure. then, oh, wait, wait, now you're you're not taking this and now you're doing this? The deal changed 30 seconds no, later. we live in a different world. Different world, did. buddy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.